0: What's up? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast. It's Monday and you know what that means. New episode in our mini-series. This is episode number four of the mini-series Using Community to Launch a B2B MarTech Company. I am fired up. We're talking about my favorite topic, building momentum and how to think critically about building momentum up into the launch and how to sustain it after the launch. I got Jonathan on the pod and we're talking about how we're doing things over here at The Juice leading up into our August 17th date. Have you joined The Juice yet? Come on, start enjoying a frictionless content experience in B2B. Go to thejuicehq.com, hit Explore Content, and let's go. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. All right, we are here on episode four of our series, Using Community to Launch a B2B Martech Company. Last week, we talked about not making it just a one-day thing. If you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen. We talked a little bit about it. We previewed it. We talked about momentum and we're spending this full episode and full conversation talking about momentum. That's what we're doing over here. Jonathan, we just came off the heels of our weekly go-to-market meeting and we went... we're, We're usually pretty structured and We're we're usually leave a few minutes early or right up until the bell. This meeting, we went 18 minutes over, which is atypical, but man, there's a lot of uh, juicy topic, pun intended or not. I don't know, but uh, man, I'm exhausted from meetings like that, but I think they're really good. Like, What are your thoughts when meetings go over and there's just a lot of meat on the bone?
1: Yeah. It's uh, I think like, you know, no one was rushing to get off the line because the conversation was so healthy. So I always think that's a, um, a good sign. It's just, it's been really, and I'm really excited for today's conversation because it's been almost like Mm. jarring, but in a very good way of going from pre product, you know, everything's a vision. You can kind of control that, like keep that under wraps or keep that within the guardrails pretty easily because it's all somewhat ethereal, right. Or theoretical, um, But now when the product's live, it's like all of a sudden you have this oh shit moment and you realize there's so much opportunity because the product is real uh, and you want to run after all of them at the same time. We have an amazing team that just like does an incredible job of identifying the opportunities, attacking the opportunities, solving for them, fixing them, updating them, improving them, optimizing them, whatever positive word you want to use there. But so it it just, there's a lot of those things right now and it's, we have all those things we were working on Pre product being live, and now we've poured the product being live on top of that. And there's an abundance of opportunity that I think we're all just really excited about, as well as like we all just think our own products pretty cool, which sounds very basic. But I know there's a lot of people that probably work at a lot of companies. I've, you know, maybe we've worked at them in the past where like your product's cool, but it's kind of a means to the end, right? And I think we are all realizing. Uh, how cool and how impactful our own product can be. And we enjoy using it. So we want to get it in as many hands as possible. So just a ton of energy, a ton of things going on. uh, But that's the fun of this stage.
0: Yeah. So it definitely feels like to me that ever since the product has gone live, our team has, it's come closer together, which I think is really good because everyone's thinking about how to maximize this opportunity And I think it's presented a lot of uh, people that have ideas. I think Kate obviously has ideas because she's trying to sell brands on the platform. Elena has ideas because she's thinking about the growth of the members on the platform. Kat's thinking about it from the customer's perspective. I'm thinking about it from like the brand perspective. Obviously, like there's all, like we're all kind of circling around the same drain, but we all also are thinking about it from a lot of different lenses just in your seat and hearing all of this meetings like that, talking to all of us one-on-one, like how, how are you organizing all of this like passion and energy around what we're doing into a, which will end in a result of us like moving forward and, and, and pushing the business forward in a positive direction. Like, how are you, how are you managing this right now?
1: I think part of my role, I think my role is to, and it's, it's evolved, right. I went from, you know, being a team of one to being a team of three, then five, and now seven about to be eight. And so I, I keep getting the opportunity to pass things off of my plate to new subject matter experts. And so what's been exciting is all these things are happening. And I feel like I'm actually like raising my hand or like speaking up I'm doing those things less often uh, because really my, my, I think, I think my role is to jump in and help problem solve or help remove blockers or roadblocks, just making sure that we are all connecting the dots. Uh, One of my favorite like kind of mental models is uh, it's called divergent thinking, but convergent action. Um, I think there's a lot of divergent thinking across the team. There are a lot of really smart people on our team. And I think, you know, my responsibility is that convergent action, bringing all of that together keeping everyone aligned. I think, fortunately, that's kind of the way I'm wired and I like to operate. We use the entrepreneurial operating system, EOS, if people are familiar with it. So we've got a cadence of how we report out on metrics, goals, which we call rocks, issues, et cetera. So it's been fun to kind of watch the team take on more. And and I love kind of finding those problems that you all are facing and finding ways to make them easier to solve. It's, it's a lot of fun. And it's really re- rewarding to see the success that everyone else is having. I keep saying this. I probably said it multiple times on the podcast, but I truly, for me, this experience has been a case study and hire smart people and get the hell out of the way. That's the theme. It's like your, that's like, that's
0: your catchphrase, Jonathan. If you are a professional wrestler, that's what you'd be saying to the
1: crowd. Um... Get out of the way. <laughs> that, that, that'd be a hell of a catchphrase for a uh, wrestling.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So that I had to like, we're coming fresh off of this meeting. I just, I felt like that was a good topic, but maybe moving forward into the topic. Hey everyone,
1: come listen to our podcast where we debrief on a meeting. Yeah. But (laughs) I think, I think
0: this is, I think this is valuable and good information for not only people who are Maybe working in early stage companies or launching early stage companies, but are also maybe working on a product launch and facing similar things. So we're just trying to give it to you in in real time, and um, that's about as real time as it's been so far on the pod. But we're, let's move over to momentum. That's what this is about. I think I think a lot about momentum, and I think a lot about providing value, the steps, the process, things that you can do along the way to um, gain traction and build and compound over time. And I think my, ultimately it's, I've always, I was taught very early, like come from a place of abundance. Um, Don't expect things just to happen overnight, but little pieces of work you do kind of contribute to the, the, the bigger picture every day. How are you thinking about just like momentum and the momentum we're building at the stage we're at in our life cycle as a business.
1: I love the idea of momentum. Um, I'm a huge sports fan. I, you know, watching a game, I think we, if you're into sports out there, like momentum's like such a mysterious thing, but like, it's also so, it's intangible, but you can feel it. So physically, like it, it just, I love the idea of momentum. I think you can feel it in businesses Um, Part of the reason I think I really like this stage of business is because you can build it faster and you can move on it faster. You can gain more momentum faster, Um, but it is, it's one of those things that I, you know, there is no, it's hard to create momentum out of nothing uh, certainly, but it's, it's not like we can't go out and have a meeting and say, all right, how do we create momentum? Um, I think you can try that, but that feels almost overly engineered or overly manufactured. So I think uh, what we've had success with, Um, as I look across our businesses, you just have to, again, at this stage, like it's part of the benefit is you, you throw a lot, you you experiment a lot. I was gonna say you throw a lot of stuff at the wall, but that's probably underselling. There's a lot of planning and testing and work that goes into running good experiments. And then you just move your chips to the bets that are working, right? One of my favorite descriptions of marketing, I, I can't say it's mine, but uh, I was interviewing somebody at a previous role for actually a, a senior a role. They were going to come in and kind of be my, be my boss. And I, I forget the question that was asked, but she said her, she viewed her role as doing more of what's working and doing less of what's not working. And like, it's like, yeah, duh. But I think that's like, that's kind of what marketing is, right? Like you've, you've got a stack of chips. You've got to place those bets, you know, wisely or as intelligently as you can and the bets that are working just Move your chips from the ones that aren't working and go all in on the ones that are working. I think we've had some examples of that across the team where, all right, let's move chips from that experiment over to this experiment because we know it's working and just move really quickly away from what's not working. And I think that's the best way and the most tangible way our team has been able to build momentum to this point.
0: Yeah, we're going to get into the maybe things that haven't worked and things we've learned. We, we're not, it's not going to be all roses here on the podcast today. But I will say, maybe starting with the positive, I think for me, one of the things that I've observed in my which I had to change. It feels like I was using in my copy of tweets and LinkedIn and stuff forever. I was using six months. It's like six months forever, and I just looked at the calendar, and you know we're almost at eight months, which is insane. But one of the things that I've been I've been focusing on that has taught me a lot that I've learned from is and is the damn theme of the show is using community to launch a B2B MarTech company. And I think just one of the things that I've observed that I think is working is just bringing in other people in our marketing initiatives, because it, one, it it helps add social proof to kind of the content and what we're creating. It it allows me to build relationships. Um, And, you know, if you nurture the right relationships, it can lead to more opportunities. And then I think just the final bullet is like, you bring people in early that aren't on your team like you can ask those people to provide product feedback and and get like real like feedback and information that can help your product evolve and your company evolve so i'd love for you you to talk maybe about just like you kind of started this and i jumped on board you started this with like i'm talking to 100 marketers and i joined and like was like yeah he's he's learning a lot from him, from marketers this is something maybe i should pick up and continue and that to me in terms of momentum has really allowed us to kind of continue to move the train forward at a, it seems like an accelerated clip week over week.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I appreciate the kind words, but I you've really built this uh, program and built the momentum in the community aspect. There's just, I mean, unless you're partnering with a brand that has, you know, is aligned with, you know, values and, um, has a place in the market that you don't agree with like there's really no bad that comes from partnering with brands that are aligned on your values your mission uh kind of your thoughts uh you know it's potential prospects it's potential content collaborators it's potential advisors you know even uh if you're collaborating with really enterprise brands it's potential investors like there's really just no downside even if the conversation doesn't go well you know maybe Maybe there there is maybe it's one conversation it's done like you're still gonna take nuggets from that you're gonna understand maybe why there wasn't more to that. Um, I, I just don't really see a downside. I'm surprised you know after us being through it, I'm surprised more people aren't doing this. And I think the coolest thing that it allows us to do is uh, punch up in weight class. I that was something I think you and I both learned a lot about in the not the early early days exact target, but I remember it was always about like let's make ourselves feel and act bigger than we are. They weren't always the biggest player in the space, but they always acted like it and, you know, invested in making it feel that way in the marketplace. And uh, I think it's doing that for us as well. You know, we're, we're partnering with brands that are just wildly kind of out of our weight class, but that helps us kind of build that place in the market. Um, It helps us build momentum with the right voices and being able to lean into voices that are much, much larger than ours.
0: Yeah. And I think like my mindset all along with that and like, yes, we're a company that's very small that didn't have a product for most of our life cycle. Now we do. My mindset is like we have something that I know if you're if you talk about it the right way and you're reaching out to someone like it's going to cause them to be interested at some level. And so I think it to me, it's been a positioning exercise and refining my outreach and the way I present myself and who we are and what we do to individuals who don't know who we are. Um I've learned a ton from that. and then I think like the second thing just on that in terms of like relationship building and momentum, to me, it's no matter what company you are, like size, scale, whatever it at the end of the day, it comes down to people like, if I show up in a way where I give a good representation of, of what I'm about as a human and what I'm about as a marketer, like all the other company stuff just falls into place. And so I think that would be just like maybe like advice to anyone out there who's like maybe working on content and trying to get it going. Like you got to just got to lean in, you got to try different messages. And at, but at the end of the day, like think about yourself. Before you think about your company because people want to work with people. And I know that's a theme kind of we've been talking a lot about internally, which I think is is more right than wrong. And also like a lot of that is inspired by the very conversations I'm having. And so now I'm gathering all of this information. Yes, we're creating content, but I'm also there's I'm writing down and, and synthesizing themes I'm hearing and playing it back to the business. And now it's like, well, are these things we can pick up on and inject into what we're building and what we're doing. And so that when we're reaching out to individuals, they're interested and it speaks to them. So that's kind of like, that's like everything that's circling around in my head right now, based on the work that I'm doing.
1: Yeah. I think the, you know, the people to people thing is really interesting. Um, I think we talked about on earlier podcasts, like a lot of this has just been us kind of reaching out and I think we call it shooting our shot. Right. Uh, and people have been responding to that. I, this is probably a little bit too much insider information and I'm going to name drop here, I'm sure along the way, but in a very early in my career, I always thought I'd work in sports and that led me to some cool internships with the Pacers, Purdue athletic department. I was in situations where, uh, you know, you're, you're, um, interacting with, really famous athletes on a really regular basis. And somebody, you know, very early in my career told me like, they're just people too. Right. Like, I think sometimes like we forget, like even the, the really big, like thought leaders in the marketing space or the, the leaders of really big, really cool companies. You know, I, I think sometimes we admire them so much that we forget they're just, they're people too. Um, they're facing the same challenges we are, you know, and the worst that they can tell you is like, no, uh, maybe go away, and it's like, all right, cool. Uh, but we've been really surprised at the people that have responded to our outreach, and then that's led to some people outreaching to us. That like, again, I, I would have told you six months ago or eight months ago, as you referenced, like we had no business talking to. But it, it's amazing the doors that that has opened.
0: Yeah, and it's I'll, I'll I said it last episode, and I'll go back to it this episode, and this can be my wrestling catchphrase: is just do the work, like quit, like. So, so, so much like earlier in my career, like I was so intimidated by the individuals who had the bigger audiences who were on the main stage, who were doing these things. I was intimidated because I didn't have the confidence in myself. I just figured, oh, I'm this mid-level manager and what I'm doing doesn't really matter. And those people are so important. And it was like, when I dropped that and started to have confidence in like my ability to not only like meet these people, but represent myself, but then offer them a platform where I can make what they're shine a light on what they're doing already. Like that's when like, it's, it's just a confidence thing. So I think, you know, feedback there is like, just, just shoot your shot, do it. Like it's a, it's amazing what, what happens on the other side and it's not going to be all roses, like I said, but like when you do get someone to respond and they say, yeah, I'm available on Tuesday at, Four thirty, like book it. Like then you got to prep for that meeting. You prep, you do your research and then you show up in a way that's going to leave a positive brand impact to them so that they want to record a podcast episode, want to be a part of an event, want to become a customer, all those things.
1: Yep. And I, one of the, um, you know, even like, I think to do the work, you know, I, I love that. Like that's been a, a. It sounds crazy, but that's been a little bit of a secret sauce. I know some people say like one of the secrets to a successful career is just do what you say you're going to do, uh, which is it's shocking that's not the expectation always, but um, I think that's a good secret. Uh, I think even on the uh, sales front, you know, customer success front, part of what makes this stage unique is that you're not managing, you know, thousands of customers or hundreds of prospects. You know, when a prospect reaches out with a question or customer reaches out with a question, like take advantage of being little and being able to respond as quickly as possible. Like that's, uh, I think, again, one of the secret weapons of being small is just your ability to do some of those things that don't scale, which I know is maybe cliche, but um, we've benefited from that early on, just responding as in real time as possible to the people that matter most to us.
0: One hundred percent. So like one one thing I want to get to, because I mentioned it up front and said we're going to maybe be a little vulnerable here, but just in the last like eight months or maybe even longer, like what are some things in the spirit of like building momentum that you have done or you have seen that maybe for the time being hindered that momentum a little bit, but you was something you learned from and you said, all right, I'm learning from this. Like we'll do something different next time.
1: I think a lot of the things that have slowed momentum is when we try to do too much. I think it all, it all roots from that. And I, we are, our business is especially susceptible to trying to do too much or be everything to everybody because there are two audiences. We've got the content consumer or our member audience and a content marketer or our brand audience. Right. And so I think we have run into trouble when we try to force those things together or like, you know, we're doing a, a campaign or an ad and we, we want to, you know, we want to solve for everybody's pain points at once. And it's like, all of a sudden it ends up like this, like gross, like abomination of just like, stuff, right and we just throw that out and it falls flat it means nothing to nobody n- nothing to everybody I it's it's worthless, right so I think we as a team have had difficult conversations around all right who do we serve the content consumer or the content marketer when and how do we serve those different audiences how do we be really specific with our pain points um, you know and I think now more recently and this even came up in the meeting we were talking about prior to this this recording is, okay, you know, there's a lot of different value props with our product. How do we succinctly align around what, you know, is truly the value we can offer to each of our different audiences? How do we as a team make sure we're speaking to the same ones? Or if there's different ones, how do we make sure we know which audience is benefiting from those? So I think the slowing of momentum in our business has always come from kind of the wanting to do too much or the ability to do too much. Um, and just trying to do a little bit of everything as opposed to remaining as focused as possible on one thing.
0: I've been a part of those conversations with you where my ambition is at a hundred and I'm like, let's fucking do everything. And then all of a sudden, like, you're like, Hey, should we really do this? Or should we, should we take a step back? And that ha- just that reminder to me is, is good where it's like, you're right. Like we don't need to do all of these things right now. We need to. Focus in on a few things, and if we focus in on a few things, we can really go deep. And going deep will probably result in better outcomes. So I think, based on that learning, there's been a, there's a, an accountability mechanism built in somewhere in the juice, um, which is a little different than. Uh, most B2B startup marketing that I've worked in where it's like, let's do everything. (laughs) And so now it's just a different mindset. But I think executing on that different mindset and doing more with less things um, has certainly allowed me to focus in on what's important. And one of the things that's really important is just having conversations with the market every day and seeing what happens on the other side of it.
1: Yeah. You you won't know if you don't try, right? And I think that is just Getting our voice out there, getting our perspective out there, getting people's reactions to it, and then adjusting in real time and keeping that momentum rolling, even if it is, you know, changing paths, we want to keep it rolling downhill and stay active. I think, I think as it pertains to momentum, a bias towards action is really, really important. I was reading something a few weeks ago and it talked about being in motion versus being in action. And, you know, motion is just kind of that ability to do stuff and be busy. And action is the ability to add value. And I think that's that, that that's why I really like this stage. It's a lot harder to just be busy. Uh, you know, every decision we make, every meeting we're in has a very tangible impact on the business. And I think you need to make sure and always holding each other accountable that you're not just busy. Um, you're actually driving value. Um and I think our team, especially like that's something I think everyone on our team has is this incredible bias towards action that we've all benefited from. We
0: certainly do. And let's maybe close it out with this one. Talking about so much of our world right now was, I guess, first it was focused on like, let's work towards this early access. Then early access happened and now people, actual real humans were using the platform and we're gathering data. Um, Elena's got mixed panel dashboard galore coming up. Like we know way more about what's happening than I ever anticipated at this point, which is great. And then as this is happening, like we're working towards this launch on the 17th, this launch party, all this momentum up into it. So we're focused on all these stages, but then it's like, well, the 17th is going to be over with. And then there's going to be a lot more, you know, obviously life cycle and things that we have to do. Like how, how are you thinking about just the momentum after the 17th and like these just different stages we go through as a business?
1: Yeah, it's we're we're placing. I talked earlier about placing bets, and I feel like we're placing a fresh set of bets right now. Where we've kind of stepped up to a new table. Maybe we moved from blackjack table to the craps table. Um, maybe I, I shouldn't use gambling analogies with our business, but uh, with the product being live, right? You, you mentioned the metrics we're measuring in mixed panel. Shout out mixed panel. Um, you know, we're tracking how people are using the platform, and I, I think you know, the different things our platform can do are different, bre- are different bets right now. You know, if, if it ends up that search proves to be the most engaging piece of the platform or maybe saving content is the most engaging part of the platform, then we're going to pour into that. And, you know, we can go to market with, you know, saving content or searching for content. And it's like, we kind of have this fresh set of bets and fresh perspective now with our product. And we're measuring everything and we'll, we'll know which bets have the biggest return we're going to go through launch i think that'll be amazing i think the things kind of on my radar personally are how do we start to get people into the platform not just content and brands but individual content creators and content contributors you and i have had a lot of exciting conversations around that and then fundraising and i think that's like kind of the test of is our momentum real right do people want to help us build momentum and m- make that momentum move even faster so that's what's on my radar. I trust, uh, there will be some big momentous occasions, um, on the other side of launch. And, uh, like I said, I, I think the team makes that all possible and, uh, we're excited to achieve those together.
0: Absolutely. And there'll probably be some zingers thrown our way that take us off the momentum track. I think it's just the nature of what we're doing. Hopefully you all learned something. Um, Momentum is the topic and it'll be something we're thinking about just not on the podcast episode, but for the foreseeable future. Jonathan, we got four in the mini series in the can. One more up. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Brett. Looking forward to it.
0: You caught us at a very good time coming off the heels of a passionate meeting and passionate debate. I'm fired up about what we're doing over here. We're building momentum. That's what I'm thinking critically about and making sure that I'm not trying to do it all by myself but tapping in great resources partners that we have engaged with along the way to help make it happen If you like what we're doing hit that subscribe button leave a review go to the juicehq.com sign up to be a member it's free take care of yourself take care of others around you back on friday with another episode